coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. It's time for The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio. Now, here's your host, Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and welcome to this edition of The Bill Alexander Show. Episode two of season two, as we're getting underway with the new season this year. And I'm really lucky to have someone on the program today that's going to talk about something I think a lot of us are interested in, and that is CBD. Nicole Brown is the officer of, or chief innovator officer of Open Book Extracts, which we're going to be talking about that today. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I'm so glad you were able to join me today so we could talk about this. Now, there's a lot of stuff going on out there about CBD. And I think my audience and even myself is confused about what the purpose of CBD is. Now, we're familiar with marijuana, hemp products, THC, but what is CBD and what is the purpose behind it? a great place to start, Bill. So CBD is a molecule, um, a cannabinoid, as people will say, cannabinoids are the scientific terminology given to all the various components of the plant. THC is also a cannabinoid. CBD, which exists in hemp plants, which exists in marijuana plants, is a molecule that can support a number of different quality of life and health and wellness benefits. So you can take CBD on a daily basis to help relieve aches and pains, to help you sleep better, to relieve anxiety and stress, and it will not intoxicate you or give you that high that you would experience from something that has THC in it. So it's a way to get, you know, plant-derived therapeutic benefits from CBD as well as some other cannabinoids that exist in the plant that can support whatever outcome you might be looking for solutions for. So when did CBD become legal to sell in the United States? So the 2018 Farm Bill, which was a piece of legislation uh, that passed, which allowed for hemp, which is you know the, the plant that most of CBD is derived from, um, to be cultivated and grown in all 50 states in the United States, um, to then be processed and produced into various products, as well as to then be sold to the general market across all 50 states. So really 2018 is when you saw the proliferation of products coming to market. Now, CBD and plant-derived medicine coming from hemp and marijuana has been around for thousands of years. So right. it's not new to our culture or society, but as far as in kind of mainstream modern culture in the U.S., you're seeing 2018 as that inflection point when you really started to see a lot more products available, um, a lot more discussions like this taking place with all those products coming out of like, what are they? How do they work? What, what might I choose? How do I take this? And so that's really what it all started from. So I was doing some reading about that uh, farm bill in 2018. When that was put in there, did they really understand what they were voting for? Or was it hidden underneath something that they didn't realize that, hey, this is what we're talking about, a derivative of, of hemp 
that everybody was so much against for so many years, why all of a sudden did it become okay to use now? Well, I think a lot of the you know, underlying research that has been going on you know, prior to 2018 to understand CBD and how it is both a safe product to take as far as doing safety and toxicology studies, as well as like a lot of research efforts taking place at the university level and otherwise to help build a body of evidence to understand what the potential is for CBD to be available more widely on the market. You know, in addition to that, being able to have, you know, domestic support for our agricultural and cultivation industry. So for the United States, which always has held a rich agricultural heritage, to be able to have a pathway to be able to cultivate and grow this crop, and then be able to produce the products that can kind of support the market through those ingredients. So, you know, I do believe that at 2018, there was an understanding of this is going to codify and set in motion okay. um, some opportunities, right? Now, how that eventually played out, um, we can certainly talk about as far as, you know, what still needs to happen, what's still missing out there, but it was a good first step. So when you grow the plant, how do you just make sure it has CBD in it, or is the THC extracted from it before you process it? That's a great question. So um, hemp will naturally, most of the strains that you'll see will be high in CBD. So they will okay. have a high concentration of CBD as they're growing and through their harvest cycle and have some THC, but at a, a much lower threshold. Um, so part of that 2018 farm bill was identifying what that threshold is. Um, to maintain THC levels that are lower in the plant, but still having that high CBD percentage. Once you harvest that plant, that's when you're doing all of the various processes and refinement and purifications to remove that THC from the plant. So you're able to you know, either isolate only the CBD or remove the THC to give you kind of a broad spectrum, as people will say, or a full spectrum of the plant, but without the THC there. So that's a lot of the advancements in technologies and innovations to be able to do that. So when you extract the THC, where does that go? Um, so, um, you know, the THC is a, a, a byproduct and it is not utilized. So okay. it's just, yeah. So I, I've been seeing when I go to a gas station, when I go to a big box store, even on Amazon, they're selling CBD products. How do you know when you're getting good quality product? So a couple of things you can look for. So any good quality product, and it is mandatory for a product to have what's called a certificate of analysis or okay. a COA for short. That certificate is coming from a third-party laboratory that is validated that's going to test that product to make sure that that product contains what it says it does. And also to make sure that that product doesn't contain anything that you wouldn't expect it to. So what does that mean? It means that that product has been tested not only to validate that it has the level of CBD in it that you would expect, that it does not have THC in it. So you'll see often THC-free or zero THC on okay. a label. That certificate will validate that. And there's also a number of different tests on the purity levels that are done to make sure there are no other impurities, other residual materials from the processing that would take place. 
And that certificate is going to help identify that. You know, I would say in addition to that, being selective about you know, where and how you purchase your products. So if you're purchasing products online, you know, reading the website to understand not only what information they're providing as far as their process, those certificates, even reviews that are out there that can be quite supportive. And then certain retail channels, which will do a really great job of instituting their own protocols for safety and purposes in particular. So I'm on your website right now and I'm looking at ingestibles, which when I look at, I'm going, I didn't know that was available from gummies to soft gels, soft gels, chocolate, fruit gems, drink powders, tinctures. I mean, there is so much out there that anybody that, that wants to take it can take it in pretty much any form that they want to, right? That's exactly right. And you know, what that allows for, and we get this question a lot is, you know, well, what, which form is right for me? Right. And that's often a very personal choice. You know, you can think about some of the vitamins or supplements you might take. Some people love taking a gummy multivitamin every day. Other people might prefer to take it in a capsule or add powder to your beverage or your smoothie in the morning. So it really gives you options for what fits best into your routine, into your lifestyle, and still being able to receive those benefits from the product, but in a form that might be more familiar to you or something you might enjoy. So what are some of the benefits of CBD products? So the most kind of widely kind of touted benefits uh, would be for sleep, pain, and anxiety. Um, And you'll often see a lot of products that will kind of announce that on the label itself, or even use that as the product name, that this is a gummy to help you sleep. This is a gummy to relieve your anxiety, et cetera. So those are some of the primary benefits that you've seen in the market. And as we've come to do even more research, identify new types of cannabinoids like CBN, which is one that some of your listeners might have heard of, which is particularly beneficial to help support sleep. So you might see CBN on a label or kind of announced on the product. And that's why, because it has even more specified benefit than CBD itself for an outcome like sleep. So it really gives a, a really wide range for what you can target or what you can receive benefit from, depending on how that product is formulated, Um, very similar to how other industries develop products with sophisticated formulations that are for specific needs that you might have. So with Open Book Extract, how long have you guys been in business? So we were established in 2019. Um, So we've been uh, just about four years here. So in other words, this is really a brand new industry that just sprung up. Exactly right. I mean, and, and we talked about the 2018 Farm Bill, which led to you know, truly uh, an explosion of new products, new businesses, new opportunities on the market. And certainly over time, certainly with COVID, um, there, there was, you know, a lot of businesses that, you know, didn't last throughout that time or, or couldn't come through that time. But, you know, businesses like ours and others, you know, have, you know, come on the other side of that. And it's exciting because it is a really new industry um, that we are just getting started. We are really learning so much more every day through the research that's being conducted and otherwise of 
what the benefits can really be and how to create great products that do that. So when you guys decided to put this company together, was it like a whim that you did it or were you doing research before you got involved in it or were you just interested in the whole CBD market? So, you know, our, you know, kind of foundational story, um, our founders uh, who are both from uh, the great state of Ohio um, actually were participating in the medical marijuana market in Ohio. So okay. Ohio have that market and when they came to market and opened their dispensaries there, they noticed that most of their patients were actually much more attracted to and preferring CBD products that didn't have THC than going for the THC products on shelf. Okay. That was the real catalyst to start doing some research and understanding the opportunities for CBD products that don't have THC in them. And at that time, this was, you know, around 2018, right around the time the farm bill was coming out, um, you know, we did our research to understand the landscape of, you know, if we wanted to launch a CBD brand ourselves, that's really where we started of saying, hey, like, we know that there are patients who want it. There's an opportunity domestically and across 50 states to develop a brand. And when we surveyed the landscape, it was uh, really disappointing to see the lack of sophistication the lack of transparency in how these products were made. Mm -hmm. Some of the testing that I referenced didn't exist or they couldn't produce it. And so it not only, you know, stopped us from being able to pursue a brand launch, but saw a different opportunity of saying, wow, if we can't find someone to work with, this must be really challenging and there's an opportunity to solve this problem. So that was the catalyst and the driving force to create the type of supply chain and the type of business that would have the dedication to transparency, quality, consistency, sophistication, that's going to allow this to emerge as a true mainstream industry, which it will. And that's, that's the inevitable here. So how much research goes into a launch of a product? So, you know, it, it, it very much, varies depending on, um, you know, some of the work that we do, you know, can take, you know, months or even years to investigate doing, you know, research into particular molecules, isolating them, doing all the subsequent testing, doing all the consumer insights and research to understand what's the right dosage level that's going to achieve the desired effect that's going to kind of deliver on its promise. So it can take quite a long time to invest in that research and development time to be able to bring to market products that work um, and products that are going to be able to deliver on what they say they can do. Okay. So the other thing I wonder too, is that when I, when I look at some of these websites selling CBD, they are making it look like you can still get the high of the THC. Is that what they're marketing to that they're not marketing to the health benefits but more they're trying to give the consumer some type of recreation of what the high would be, especially in those states that are not where it's not legal, but CBD is. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think, unfortunately, companies that are taking that approach are doing a disservice to the category because CBD itself will, will not produce any intoxicating effects. Okay. So, you know, what that leads to is, and I have many friends and family that, come to me with like similar questions of like, you know, I'll be like, Hey, like, this is a great new product that, you know, my team has developed and try it. And they're like, okay, but like, is it going to get me like 
really high. And it's like, no, not at all. Absolutely not. Like, it's just going to make you feel better. It's like, you know, it's like mom and dad, it's like, you've got all your aches and pains. This is going right. like, oh, not going to get high. It's like, absolutely not. So it's definitely part of a lot of the work we do to, to better educate the industry, to better educate consumers and also, you know, brands that we work with, you know, we are, um, you know, a product development house. So we support, you know, hundreds of brands on the market and we'll give that guidance as much as we can to say, hey, like there's enough benefit here to talk about, whether it's talking about anxiety relief, stress relief, sleep support, pain, that, you know, promising something like an intoxicating high when the product isn't going to do that right. is only going to lead to a really disappointed customer because mm-hmm. they're not going to have that. If that's what they're looking for, you know, if you're in a state that does have a program, you can go to a dispensary and find those products, but you're not going to find those products necessarily in a CBD product. So when I look at your site and I'm looking at um, the, um, I can I don't know if I can pronounce or not, but the, <laughs> is it the cannabinoids? That's well done. It's not an easy <laughs> word to say. It's a tongue twister. That's right. Yeah. Um, but there's a CBN isolate. There's a CBC isolate, THCV isolate. I mean, there's so many of these different things. What are the difference and what are the benefits of each one? Yeah. So, you know, within the the hemp plant, you know, you have each of these molecules. And so the ones that you named CBG, CBC, CBDV, they all naturally occur in the plant. Um, Thanks to all the advancements in science and technology, we are able to, you know, isolate each one of those extracted from the plant. Um, And once you isolate them in their pure form, that's when you can do the work to create some very specified products. Um, So for example, CBC has been studied to have excellent anti-inflammation and pain relief properties. CBN, as we talked about a little earlier, um, has very sedative, relaxing, sleep supporting properties to it. CBG, you'll see very often in products for sports nutrition. Lots of athletes are seeking out CBG because it's excellent for muscle recovery, kind of relieving sore muscles after a workout and also helping with your overall recovery time of like how quickly you can kind of bounce back Mm -hmm. after a hard workout or something else. So what's really has high potential is the fact that each one of these cannabinoids has such unique benefits to it, such unique properties. And once you're able to do the research and do the work to put together the right products, you can create products that can carry through a whole kind of health and wellness lifestyle and regimen that could be alternatives to or complements to some typical products that you might otherwise seek out. So in the medical profession um, or in the pharmaceutical, are are your products regulated or is it um, you just self-regulate? So, you know, again, right now you have the 2018 Farm Bill as, you know, kind of like the, you know, only codified piece of legislation as a guideline, Um, you know, organizations such as the FDA have not yet kind of weighed in on their position as far as how they might treat this as a dietary supplement similar to a vitamin or other supplements you take. Um, you know, they have, they are continuing to review research and bodies of evidence to help support how they might 
make those distinctions. But in advance of that, you know, we would always say, um, you know, not only doing your own personal research out there, but you know, always speak to your healthcare professional. If you're looking for questions, you know, many healthcare professionals are becoming more and more familiar with the opportunities to give CBD as potential like therapeutic remedies for their clients who this could be something they could try as an alternative to another course of action. Mm -hmm. So healthcare professionals are becoming much more educated and and, and really excited about the potential of having something that's, you know, not a pharmaceutical drug or otherwise to be able to recommend and provide as a potential solution. So basically what this is compared to the, the, the chemical uh, product that you would take from a pharmacy, this is all natural. This is coming from the plant. Um, and in reality, if it doesn't work, is it really creating harm to, for you that you can still do research to find out what's going on? Unlike using a medication that has is chemical driven, that if you take it, there could be awful side effects. That's right. And, you know, there's been work done, you know, by ourselves as well as other groups to understand that, you know, this is you know, plant-based medicine. Um, there have not been any significant adverse side effects or outcomes reported, you know, again, would still always encourage talking to a healthcare professional just to make sure that, you know, it's not going to interact with anything else that might be part of your right. routine. If you are taking other products, you should always do that. But because it is coming from the plant, you're at a pretty low risk for there to be anything that would come up that, you know, this is you know something that comes from, from nature and from a plant, our bodies themselves have what's called endocannabinoid systems. So actually like receptors in the body to be able to receive cannabinoids. There are cannabinoids in everyday foods that we eat, like Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, you name it, that those are phytocannabinoids. They're very similar and we're used to eating our vegetables and feeling good. There's very similar pathways in our bodies and then receptors that can take those even to a higher ground to support some of the health outcomes we talked about too. So I'm looking again at the website, like I've been mentioning, and there's, you have topicals, the creams, um, the, st the stuff like that to relieve, relief salve, moisturizing relief, uh, massage oil, bath bomb. What do these do? Is it more relaxation? Is it some type of healing process? How does it work? Yeah, so, you know, CBD, when applied topically to the skin, uh, has very kind of soothing, pain relieving, inflammation relieving properties. Okay. So you definitely are going to get some of that overall relaxation for sure. And then, you know, in the case, if you do have, you know, sore joints or muscles or otherwise, again, you're seeing a lot of folks looking towards CBD topical products to be something that provides their benefits there as well. So in other words, what you're saying is, is that there's no, no, none of that old people smell when you're using a CBD topical, like <laughs> you would be using if you were using Bengay or something like that, right? Exactly. And so, you know, and Ben Gay, Icy Hot, right? Yeah. Where you've got that, like, it's like a lot of menthol and camphor and other things where it's like you have an active ingredient that is, you know, not going to have that same organoleptic <laughs> experience, but give you the same benefit, right? Of course. Right. No, one, no one wants to walk around reeking like that stuff all the time. <laughs> 
maybe there are a few out there. I don't maybe know. Maybe some do. You're right. But, You're... Um, but when you look at this stuff, how is it cost comparative to what the over-the-counter medication would be? It's 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 like a reciprocal twin or whatever it is. One being chemical, one being CBD based. You know, and it, it certainly varies. Um, you know, there are products that are becoming more and more affordable or, or comparative, I would say, to some of those large brands. You know, some of those large brands have been around for a long time and they've got huge supply chain efficiencies um, versus, you know, the CBD industry just getting started. You don't necessarily have those efficiencies of scale yet, um, but you can still find affordable and high quality options that can be quite similar and provide similar benefit too. So how do you get the word out to the public that you're offering these products? Are you marketing? Are you doing stuff online? How are you doing it? Because when I think of large pharmaceuticals, most of their budget, if not all of their budget is put into advertising to get people to start to believe, hey, we, you need this. This is what you need to buy. What are you doing to try to get part of that market share? So, you know, our company, you know, being in the product development and manufacturing space, you know, we work with lots of the various, you know, organizations, um, you know, be it the American Herbal Products Association, um, CFCR, otherwise to be a resource for our clients to come to us that are looking to develop great products that are looking to bring those to market and bring those to consumers, you know ourselves as well as the brands in the market who are the ones really on the front lines you know trying to bring these products to consumers a lot of what you touched upon you know advertising in the space is not available um so you're not able to use traditional marketing or advertising channels like facebook instagram google to reach your customers so you have to be a lot more creative um, in order to find ways in um, that can be through you know, certain kind of like now that we're able to go out in person again, doing, you know, right. in-person events, activities, you know, connecting with the right kind of groups. You have lots of sponsorships that you'll see working with different athletic organizations, which is a great way to enter the market when you really are limited to non-traditional channels um, for when it comes to marketing. You talk about some of those other products like Ben Gay or Icy Hot, they could put it everywhere, right? right? You buy big advertisements and do what they want. And the CBD industry doesn't have that option yet. Why not? It's because of the, the lack of regulations that exist in the okay. state. It has not yet been you know, codified either through Senate legislation or congressional legislation or through the FDA. There is the expectation that when that happens, there will be a lot more opportunities. Because I'm thinking of one product right now that is a topical called Hempvana that I've seen ads for. And it's like, why are they able to do it? Are they, are they not true CBD products? They say they are, but they're not. I mean, how are they getting away with it? Without getting too boring into the detail. <laughs> hey, I, are, I like the minutia, that's okay. Well, there are some particular, I would say, um, strategies in order to do it. So first and foremost, um, topicals versus ingestibles. Topicals have um, a lot kind of looser regulations when okay. it comes to what you can do on marketing and advertising channels. Even within that, um, there are certain parameters that you need to follow if you are doing advertising on 
you know, Google or Facebook or some of those large platforms as far as, you know, you can't make any product claims as far as claiming that that's going to, you know, relieve pain or relieve stress or do anything there. And oftentimes even the checkout cart itself is going to be once removed um, that you will have to like land on one page and go to another. So it does require some very savvy kind of technical marketing to be able to make those achievements, but, but there is a way to do it. So what you, what you're talking about, it does exist. Um, and, you know, and, you know, but again, you're going through so much more effort than a typical product would. And hopefully that changes soon. So, um, listening to you talk about this and your company, basically you're creating the product for another marketing company to put their name on it and then sell it. Yeah. So we're, you know, similar to how other industries work, we'll have, you know, large cosmetic manufacturers who are making all of the creams and lipstick right. and eyeshadows. And then that's going into Chanel or Revlon, right. another brand. Um, you know, we serve as that agnostic product development house. So we will make all different types of products, many of them and most of them unique to each client. Um, And then that brand is then the brand that's on the market, you know, with formulations and products we've built and developed. So how much control do you have over the product that you've created? Say, this is what it does, but say the one that's on the end of it starts marketing it differently than what you would approve of. Are you able to pull your own product or because they're buying it from you, they have the right to do whatever they want? So, you know, as the brand owner, they do have the rights to do what they're going to do with their brand. Now, our team will absolutely give guidance, as we discussed earlier, as far as, hey, here's what we would and would not say on your label. Here's what we would would not recommend you claim. Um, But ultimately, you know, they're the ones going to market and like, that's going to be their decision and they're carrying that risk. Right. So it's like, we are carrying the risk of making a product that's safe, that's compliant, that has all of its certificates of analysis codified to it. Um, Once they take it to market, if they do it in a way that does cause, you know, FDA will issue warning letters or consumers will issue kind of complaints to it. That's, that's the brand risk that they carry at that point. Okay. Now, when you grow the product, how controlled is the environment for creating the plant that you're pulling the CBD from? So, um, you know, we work, you know, we're based in North Carolina. North Carolina has a a very uh, prolific agricultural heritage. So all of the farmers that we work with, about 60% of our farmers are USDA organic, um, which has very specific SOPs tied to it. Um, we will provide through our agronomy team additional SOPs for best practices for growing as far as, you know, the, you know, quality of the soil that's being used, the quality of the water that's being used to irrigate that soil and irrigate those plants. And then once those plants are harvested, you know, everything does get tested before it's going into its processing and extraction processes. You know, our labs here in North Carolina um, carry a number of quality certifications, namely um, NSF, which is, you know, kind of the global standard for food and beverage Mm -hmm. quality systems, Um, ISO 9001, which is another one. So, you know, within our lab system here in North Carolina, which when many people visit us, 
you know, seems like a pharmaceutical lab because it is quite close to the quality expectation you would have of being in a pharmaceutical lab environment um, with scientists and operators here that, you know, do hold those pedigrees. Many of them did themselves work in those types of fields. So it's a highly controlled quality system for everything we produce. So I know down in North Carolina, since I go there so often and I see on the roadside, I see cotton and I see tobacco and stuff like that. Have farmers gotten rid of their traditional crop to start growing product for you? That's correct. Um, and that started, you know, North Carolina was actually part of the pilot program, which started in 2014. So okay. that predated the 2018 farm bill. So you do have farmers here in North Carolina that have been growing hemp for almost a decade now and have you know expertise many of them are seventh or eighth generation farmers from the tobacco days this mm -hmm. is home of the old tobacco belt as well and you know whereas tobacco has primarily moved most of its kind of cultivation overseas um, so that's no longer a cash crop here but hemp is becoming one okay. and so you see a lot of farmers there's still some tobacco that's grown here kind of more artisanal but you're seeing that transition happen of, you know, seventh, eighth generation farms that might have only been growing tobacco for many, many generations. Now we're growing hemp and they have great infrastructure and great expertise to do it. So now another thing I've seen too, and I don't know how accurate this is, but can you smoke the product, the, CB, the CBD product? Because I've seen that online where they're selling cigarettes and they're selling whatever it may be. Are you able to, and are you getting the same effect out of what you're doing or is it just basically hit or miss? So you can, it has a slightly different harvesting process. So okay. um, when you're harvesting hemp for the um, ultimate outcome of being able to smoke it, um, you want to do like a much more kind of, kind of almost like a hand harvest so that okay. you're keeping those flowers intact. Okay. Um, and so that can then go into you know, products like pre-rolled cigarettes and otherwise that contain hemp flour and CBD in them. And when you do inhale and smoke those products, you're getting very similar benefits when it comes to CBD's support of relaxation, okay. anxiety relief, pain relief. Um, again, it becomes a product preference of, you know, there are folks who do enjoy smoking certain products and this can be a nice alternative to that. You also then have, you know, ways to consume CBD that don't involve smoking as well. Right. Because I, I thought that was interesting because listening to you talk and I'm looking at your website, I'm going, okay, is that a viable source or is just, just something that I've seen people talk about that, um, that is available out there, but may not be as regulated as what you're doing? No, it's, it certainly is available. I would say, you know, it seems, you know, as a, as a culture and as a society in general, there is you know less of an appetite for smoking than there used mm -hmm. to be, whether that's tobacco products, vape products, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. So there still is a market that enjoys that experience. And so you can still find those products out there, but we're seeing much more broad adoption for products that are a gummy or a tincture or a soft gel or chocolate um, that just doesn't necessarily involve anything you're inhaling. So when you're doing the research and you're put when you're you're making these products with the CBD, how do you know what the effects are going to be? How do you know with what you're making is say strong enough 
to get the effect that the desire, the consumer wants, or is there a different dosage schedule for one person than there would be for another? I mean, as with anything, you know, every, everyone's body is unique and we can think about whether it's thinking about alcohol consumption or otherwise, like everyone will be a little bit unique, but for the most part, you know, we do a lot of research through our own organization and through partners like universities to understand where that kind of safe and effective dose lies. So okay. be able to have a product with 25 milligrams of CBD and having validated that, that for the majority of the populations of which we tested, that was an effective dose. Now, certain people that that might not be high enough. You can always take a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can kind of find your zone and find what's going to work for you. But, um, you know, when we do our validation testing, we are looking for effective dosages. And that's what we then recommend to the clients we work with so that they are bringing to market effective products. So is the pharmaceutical starting to look at you guys as an actual market? Because I know years ago, with the whole vitamin craze and everything else, the pharmaceutical market was having a little bit of trouble because people were push, pushing herbs and stuff like that to, to, uh, for healing properties and stuff like that. Now, are they looking at CBD and hemp product differently because it has a researched medical um, um, purpose? Because they did use it 17, 1800s. It wasn't until... Yeah. Um, the early 1900s in the United States that it was made illegal because of the whole issue with paper products, which made no sense to me whatsoever. But, but again, are you being taken seriously by these medical organizations? Certainly. Yes. And, you know, there have been a few, you know, pharmaceutical grade CBD products that have been commercialized. Um, Epidiolex would be kind of the most well-known of those uh, through GW Pharmaceuticals. Um, that is a you know, pharmaceutical drug that incorporates CBD as its primary active to support um, seizure conditions. Okay. Uh, so that was heavily researched and studied to bring that to market. So CBD and all the cannabinoids we mentioned are very much on the radar of most of the large pharmaceutical companies because you know, what we're talking about here today is you know, we're primarily talking about you know, the mainstream market of products that you might find at your local pharmacy, over the counter, on shelf, or that you could buy online, similar to how you buy your vitamins or your right. supplements otherwise. There is potentially opportunities for many of these to also be applicable in a pharmaceutical realm. Um, there are many groups in the pharmaceutical space who are starting to take a very close look at how some of these cannabinoids can be of interest for the work that they might need to do and products they might want to develop. Are there any pharmaceutical companies out there that have a organization or a group like you who is actually looking at processing the hemp product into CBD? Or are they just watching you and, and maybe eventually say, hey, we like what you're doing so much, we want to buy you? I mean, which probably would be the, the holy grail there because of the money being invested into it. But are they looking at developing their own and competing with the small guys out there? You know, potentially, I would say would be the answer. So there are groups, um, you know, our operation, as I mentioned before, you know, even though it looks and feels like you're in a pharmaceutical lab, mm -hmm. we are not 
of the designation of a pharmaceutical grade facility um, that requires kind of like additional certifications, right. you know, 210 to 11 to be a pharmaceutical facility. Okay. Um, there are operators in the CBD space that do operate pharmaceutical grade CBD labs. So they do have that certification to be able to produce, you know, what are called APIs. So approved pharmaceutical ingredients and to create APIs for CBD and some of these other cannabinoids, which would then be the input ingredients to go into any pharmaceutical drug. So going back, we were talking about the people that grow it. And you were mentioning about going out and testing it. How often is their product tested? So, you know, during the grow cycle. Um, so, you know, we're approaching the end of harvest season here, you know, usually takes place October, November. Um, you know, you're testing, you know, usually about every week, you'll be okay. testing your plants in the field. Um, and that's to, as part of our SOPs, you know, track the, you know, production cycle over the course of the plant's growth cycle. There will be, you know, you can track how well the CBD is developing, what levels are there, as well as some of the other active ingredients so that you're tracking it all the way through its point of harvest. Um, so there is regular checkpoints throughout the harvest cycle there. Once it's harvested, it goes through a number of various testing processes, you know, upon harvest and also before it goes into any processing for production to make some of these products we're mentioning here. So there, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's extensive testing is what it is. Extensive I mean, testing, you, yes. There is, the, everything is going to be of a consistent quality. You're not going to get something that is uh, superior than one that's an inferior. Everything is, is going through a testing realm that is making everything consistent. Okay, I was curious about that because again, you hear things and you you talk to people, which of course they don't know anything, but they're giving you what they believe they know. And it's like, okay, some of that may be based in fact, but still I have to ask to find out if what's going on and how testing is being done. But I'm glad to hear that when you do the testing, it's, it's done on a, a consistent basis. Now, are you able to say some of the companies that your product is going into? Because I think it'd be kind of curious because now we know what you do. We now know how you do it. We understand how extensive your testing is and everything. So where can we buy the product? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a great question. We, um, you know, you know, we work with our clients, you know, for the most part under NDAs. Um, so of course. We, we want to respect <laughs> their confidentiality um, and, you know, kind of like their, you know, secret sauce, so to right, speak. Right, right. Um, you know, but, you know, as a general practice, I would encourage, you know, anyone who's looking to learn more about CBD products, um, you know, we do, you know, highlight a number of kind of like our brand partners on our website and our monthly newsletter. So you can kind of find some of them there okay. um, and, you know, encourage, you know, people to reach out if you want to learn more. I'm always happy to, to speak with anyone who just wants to to know more and get some recommendations or, or find out more about maybe starting their own brand. We're always oh. open to that. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, this has been very enlightening. Uh, really it has because I never realized how regulated, maybe not the FDA is doing it, but how a company like yours makes sure that everything is where it needs to be so it is safe for the public. 
And again, your name isn't on it. Someone else's is. So you have that extra layer of professionalism that you have to do because you want their product to be the best it can possibly be. So again, this has been very interesting and I'm so grateful that you were able to come on the program today. Now I will tell you this after we get done here, I'll probably have a hundred more questions to ask you. So <laughs> it's like opening up a whole door of things that I, I thought I knew, but now I realized I had no clue what was going on. And I think the audience is going to be the same way that they, they thought they knew, but yet they don't. Because I think that a lot of people thought that the CBD was just an extract of the THC giving you some of that type of feeling but when you're talking about it no it's something totally different that is being harvested just for the medicinal purposes that it has and not for that high that you would get from the thc absolutely right very well said and yeah so I'm, i did I'm, learn something today did. <laughs> well nicole thank you very much i really appreciate you taking time and talking to me today and talking to my uh Listeners and my viewers, I really appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to tell my audience before you leave? Um, well, thank you for the opportunity to join me here today. It's been a true pleasure. And as I said, um, always happy to receive any questions or reach out at any point. You can always find me on my LinkedIn or reach out directly on our website, uh, readily available and, and always love to hear from everyone. Okay, well, Nicole, thank you very much. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Hey, a big thank you goes out to Nicole Brown, the Chief Innovation Officer at Open Book Extracts, otherwise known as, in parentheses, OBX. Um, that jumped out at me today for some reason. I wonder why. Anyhow, big thank you to Nicole for joining me today to explaining on how this whole process works of getting the CBD, how the grow process work, how they do their testing, the formulations and everything else, and what it's good for, and also debunking some of those misnomers about CBD and THC. So again, Nicole, thank you very much. And thank you everyone for watching and listening to The Bill Alexander Show. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a million-dollar baby production. For more information, go to thebillalexandershow.com.